2: in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach.
0: i got to ask you this out there, Christian America.
2: It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeier.
0: Hey, so I'm kind of proud this morning. I'm getting at it again after getting kind of lazy. My good buddy and cousin, Rodney, bought me a membership, believe it or not, at our local uh, golf course. He went and bought me a membership because I said, I, you know, I need to get out and walk more. I said, if I could just walk nine holes a day, well, Rodney went and bought me a membership. So yesterday, well, two days, uh, earlier this week on Monday, maybe it was, I took my grandson David out and he's, he's learning to play golf. And so we walked, he wanted to ride in a cart, of course, but we walked nine holes and it took us about, I don't know, two hours and 25 minutes to walk nine holes goes david well you know he's a little kid but last night yesterday afternoon i said i told michelle i said honey i'm gonna i'm gonna go for a walk i'm gonna take my clubs with me." so she said okay good you know what one hour and 15 minutes later i played nine holes of golf i got my pulse rate up and dudes i'm after it again man i'm after it again so uh hey welcome we, we have a do over or a redo we never do it i don't know if you've ever done this and History, Coach Dave, live. We threw so much meat on the table yesterday that uh, we have to re-digest some of it. And that's what I love about this show is the ability to bring your belief to the table, throw it on the, throw it on the, bring, throw it on the table, and let us dissect it and chew it up, and try to come to some consensus as to what the truth is. Because there are some of these things that we're really never gonna, you know, we're never, we're just not going to come to agreement on, right? Just not going to. We're going to do communion. So get yourself some elements. Joe's going to lead us here in communion. I got some great stuff for you today. Great stuff. That King James, did you guys, invite go? Invite go to that website and read on that King James Bible, what they've done to that King James Bible? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. See, Judas raised a hand already. So now I'm going go ahead, Judd.
3: No, just saying it's an incredible website.
0: <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And, and Listen, the truth sets you free. The truth sets you free. Janine, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was in that site. And um, the only thing that I uh, couldn't find is that it it complains about or gives talks about the King James Bible. But it doesn't say that. um, Was it from the Texas Receptus or the Alexandrian text? Mm. If it's you know, that's a very important part.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, man, there's so much we don't know. And we've just been programmed and we swallowed it and believed it. Next Wednesday night, two things. Monday, Memorial Day, show number 1900. I'm missing it on Memorial Day. Are you kidding me? Celebrate 1900 on Memorial Day. So we'll be here. And then next Wednesday, next Wednesday evening, 7 p.m., Richard Gage, of what used to be Architects and Engineers for Truth is going to join us for, a, for an evening podcast. I want to try to get as many people as you know. Could you uh, could you pull that up there real quickly and then put it in the chat for me, Spence? Uh, number one, uh, RichardGage911.org. He, he, folks, we've been lied to so badly. So here's his website. Put it in the chat so people have it. And then tell everybody you know that next Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Richard Gage is going to be on with us with irrefutable proof that everything they told us about nine one one was a lie. Wow, huh? That
4: man is incredible. That man yeah. is incredible. I'm excited <laughs> that you've got him on. Awesome. So this is, is where it all
0: began, man. This is where all those lies began. Golly, don't miss that. All right, Mel, go ahead.
1: Thanks, Coach. I just wanted to let you know, Spencer, if you could go to the LibertyActionNetwork.com. I did post the the article that you wrote, Coach, about um, on News with Views. So right underneath in the social media section, I put it there to say that you could share that out on social media. It's the article that's entitled Let's Celebrate Natural Family Month. So I I know Spencer's going there, but I thought it was a really good article. And the other thing that we're working on is um, getting a template set up to create yard signs. So right. as we move through um, Natural Family Month, I know that we, we're we going to work probably over midway through right now, but I'm looking at making a sign that we could maybe have in our yards all the time, maybe just saying Natural Family Strong or Natural Family, so that we just kind of start to make a, a marker about that. And I've asked Spencer to help me to create like a logo that we could use on yard signs or maybe even eventually a flag. So, Spencer, yeah, Spencer, click on
0: Natural Family Month, You're scrolling around, that's where you're going to find the information on Natural Family,
1: right? Yeah, Go scroll down.
0: hope you have all signed a pledge hope you've all done that
1: all right so there it is right underneath the um go up just a little bit spencer so we've got the, um, the picture that you can share that was created, that beautiful, happy family there. And then just below that, it says, click to share news with views, natural family article. And so that will take you to the article. And then just copy and paste that link into whatever social media browser that you're using. So I just wanted to let you know that I've updated that and hope to have the, um, the yard sign information soon. Thanks. Oh,
0: man, we're doing <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to show you some stuff today. It's great. Okay. Hang on there. with I'm going to shut up. I'm gonna let Joe go ahead and lead us in communion and then we'll we'll dive into some good stuff here today thanks for getting up Joe
5: yeah thank you coach um, I'm just amazed by the um uh, Prophecy, uh, uh, prophetic uh, accuracy in the Bible, and and I thought I'd pick this uh, these verses that from my understanding are no longer no longer allowed to be recited in synagogues. Hmm. Um, and you, if you haven't read it in a while, you'll recognize why quite quickly. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Amen. He is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as we hid it as and as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. Was he stricken? I guess it's not hard to see why that's no longer read in synagogues. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'll say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day you've given us. And thanking us. Uh, thank you for allowing us to be in it with you. Thank you for this amazing congregation we have here. And the technology that makes it possible For us to meet from Across this great country And we Thank you Lord for That we have a God Who gave his only begotten son That we who believe in him May have everlasting life It's really not possible For us to comprehend That act alone Lord We just can't comprehend it. And we, as we examine ourselves, we ask you to forgive us our sins and transgressions and bring us cleansed into your sight. Bless this bread and this drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who who gave everything that we may have salvation and have restoration of what was stolen in the garden. What was lost in the garden. Jesus'
0: name we pray. Amen. Amen.
5: (laughs) Now I'm reminded that when you're fasting, this bread tastes even better. Hmm. So and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
0: Amen. 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 Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. <clears throat> Man, I'm going to get into it. All right. I want to get, I, I've been, I've been excited. I got to. boy, I slept really well last night. Woke up really early. It's all good. I just want everybody out there to know how much I love my wife. I just want to continue to what a woman, what a woman. And I just appreciate her so much. Um, I got. I want to show you a couple things, Tim. We're going to get. I'm going to get you in here in a second, Tim. I got a couple things I want to lay out for people really, really quick. I saw a real ominous sign today, and you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Pull up number one if you would for me. You reap what you sow. When the Catholic Church, when when they were the ones who upheld the pro-life position, I don't know if you guys remember that, right? They were the ones. Were on the front lines, they were the ones telling to, to multiply and the earth. The Catholic Church, Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio, is closing 15 Catholic churches. You believe that? C- can you know why? You want to know why? Because Catholics quit following their church's orders to be fruitful and multiply, don't use birth control. Uh, Catholic families are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 15. 15! Catholic churches. Scroll down there a little bit, folks. This big deal. Look at the size of this Breath of fresh air, huh? What a breath of fresh yeah, air. Look at this, huh? But dude. but here's what I'm saying, man. There's a new thing that's going on, right? But if, we have to understand this. That in a lot of ways, the Catholic Church, man, they've held up the banner. Say what you want to about them. They've held the banner for a long time, even though they all voted Democrat. Holy Rosary shutting down. There's a list of them, dude. What the heck is going on? I never heard of that ever happening in my life. 15 of them closing, closing. How do you close a Catholic church? How do you close one? I don't know if I'm going to find out. Number two, look, and I'm going to get you in here, Tim, I promise. I'm going to lay this on the table, and then maybe we'll talk about it on Monday on my 19th, 1900th show. That's not what I want to see. Pull up uh, Target. You guys don't know this. You know, Target is at it again, right? Did you guys know that they're at it again? They've lost billions of dollars. But how many of you know this, that Target's first, this is not their first foray into kicking Christians in the teeth, okay? I pulled this up from the Newark Advocate. Published when? April twenty seventh, 2016. How many of you out there know that moi showed up at Target when they had the bathroom policy. You remember when they had the bathroom policy? That yep. anybody can use whatever. Huh? That, how long ago is that? That's eight years ago. Why well, nearly 40 people gathered Wednesday at Target and Heath to protest against the company's transgender bathroom. But local minister and football coach Dave Dobbenmeyer led the protest after holding a smaller one Tuesday morning at the same store and being asked to leave by the Target staff. 40 of us showed up. You know what happened? You know what happened within three days? The American Family Association picked it up, but they made it national, and Target lost $5 billion in value in the next 30 days because what? A simple guy showed up with a sign and his daughter and confronted. So I, I've been doing this a while. I've been doing this while. Pull up, pull up three. um uh, the, the Target reel, number two. Pull up number two. See if you can pull that. huh? Target bathroom, this Huh? No, what is it? What's going on? I don't even know why we're seeing that. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Just click over here on the thing. No, <clears throat> well, can you click? Can you it won't, it won't go. Okay. Look, I I got a video in here. Because I went into the I went into the manager. I went into the man. This is before, folks. This is before it was national. I have a tape. They pulled it all down off of YouTube. You can't find it anywhere. I have a tape of me talking to the to the manager of this store in Heath saying, is this true? Is this true? Is this true? Is this true? And it went viral. American Family Association picked it up, and boom! Hey, folks, what we do locally matters. All right? It matters. Now, next thing. Let's see. Um, number f- uh, number four, pull up number four real quick. I'll t- I'm going to talk about more of these next week. But number four. <clears throat> Oh, that's it. Okay, man. I, I I did the same thing. Okay, cool. Um, oh, I got some more. I, I'm going to move on because I want to get Tim in here. But I want to show you something before we do Tim because yesterday uh, we we degenerated into. Uh, uh, Doctor Chuck's in here this morning. Good morning, Doctor Chuck. Hope we get you? We'll get good uh, Get your two cents worth here in, in a second. Pull yeah. up for me, uh, number. Uh number six. Oh, number six. Because yesterday we talked about again my Catholic tradition. They taught me that I send every day in thought, word, indeed. Right? Thought, word, indeed. Uh okay. I don't know what the stuff I'm giving you, why it's coming up. Context. James in context. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Hey, folks, if I'm sitting here right now and I'm not thinking about anything at all, my wife comes walking down here with a big pile of uh hash browns and eggs and brings them. I'm thinking, wow, that's good. That that was a thought that came into my head. Right? It's a thought. Thought is temptation. Thought is not sin. Focusing on that temptation and giving it life, that is sin. Can I prove it to you? Boom. James 1, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, what do you mean tried? For when the temptation comes, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot tempt with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. The thought is the enticement. Then. When lust hath conceived, in other words, when you give action and credibility to the thought, now you've conceived something, now you're in trouble. Because when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Huh? A conception and a baby. Huh? Oh yeah! Conception, I gave life to the thought, and now I got me a baby. Brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my brethren. Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness. He's a shadow of turning. Of his own will begat, he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of fruit, first fruits of his creatures. Creatures. So I'm laying on the table today. The initial thought is not a sin. Taking the Taking the thought and giving action to it, that's where the sin begins. Okay, let me get Tim back in here. Because Tim, I, we never done this. Never done this. at Coach Dave Live. two days in a row. Because well, there's these are some of the things that we that we gotta we have to understand. What does it mean to take captive every thought? Take captive every thought and do what with it? Bring it to the obedience of Christ. Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? The Bible says that Christ was in all ways tempted does that mean he had thoughts he was in all ways tempted yet without sin so are you telling me that when they're spitting on him he didn't have that human reaction to want to smack somebody in the mouth but he didn't act on it and he didn't give any topos position of opportunity to that sin he did not give life to the thought are you with me folks if if thoughts if thoughts alone were sin god we'd be in a mess wouldn't we we'd be in a mess i'd be in a constant state of repentance if thoughts Ooh. were sin the victory of jesus christ overcoming the world is this i don't act on what i think That's the victory. That's the spiritual warfare. Boom. I think. Come on in, Tim. What do you think?
4: Well, I think you're about right on. Shoot the bullseye. You're right there. You want to open up with a scripture? Well, let's open up with 2 Timothy 3, 5 through 7. 2 Tim 3, 5 through 7. Here you go. Go ahead, Coach.
0: Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such, turn away. <clears throat> For of this sort are they which creep into houses and leave captive silly women laden with lust, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth.
4: Now, there, I know there's none of us in this room that have this problem. <laughs> Because we always come to the truth. And that's the neat thing about Bible study, is that if you studied enough, you can see it. Okay. So let's go back to Romans 8.18 real quick. So Tim, hang on a second.
0: So you mean this morning when I fired up my computer, and the first thing that popped up on my computer, I'm just telling you, first thing, I went to Facebook. always check Facebook. I go to Facebook, and some lady pops up with, Boobs, can you? They want me to click here to see so-and-so's boobs. so and so's boobs. Oh, she looks really, really good in this new bit. Now, is that a sin? I said, Nope, ain't interested in it. Right, I didn't give birth to my fault,
4: exactly. Right, so one of the things you could say to yourself is, I'm going to put up my shield of faith and I'm going to grab all those darts of the evil one. And that's all that can happen is those darts are fired at You put your shield up and go, Boom, I got it. Thank you. Boom, I a got weapon it.
0: weapon formed against you shall prosper. So weapons exactly. are formed against you sometimes in thoughts. Uh, by the way, not always the devil, not always demons, sometimes just your carnal nature. You have thoughts. It's a weapon that's formed against you, but it doesn't. Boom, I caught it. You're right, Tim. My shield
4: caught it. Yep, yeah. <clears throat> and you don't have to worry about it. You know, I don't worry about. Now here's the thing. I was raised Catholic, and I was told as a young man that all of these certain things were sin. Right? You can't eat meat on Friday. Well, they changed that. I mean, there's all these things that are changed by man's doctrine. So if we get away from man's doctrine and we find out once saved, always saved, no, you can sin. You do know you can go to hell. Get away from man's doctrine. Get away from that kind of stuff and read the Bible. And if we do that, we will be set free. So, Timmy, I did a little bit of study this morning
0: again, just because I wanted to, I always wanted to be on solid ground. I went back to my Catholic teaching of mortal sins and venial sins. What? What? Huh? What? Well, then, if I have a dirty thought, is that a mortal sin or is that a venial sin? Hey, Jesus said, Would you all quit teaching the doctrines of men? Would you stop doing that? Mm. Go ahead, Tim.
4: Well, you know I hate to say it, but even Timothy, Paul told Timothy, all the way back in Moses' day, they're these type of men that corrupt the truth, and it's gonna it's gonna happen all the time. Hey, I've been doing this for almost forty years. So, as a pastor for thirty years, I've come to the conclusion. Met thousands of people. And I've come to the conclusion, there are some people that can grab the truth, and they hold on to it, and they're not swayed. You can put temptation in front of them, you can put all kinds of persecutions in front of them, and they are not going to stray. And then there are some people, they hear a little itching ear theology, and they run to it. They go to the largest church. They find the, the easiest thing to believe, and they grab onto it. Okay. So... Just look at Romans eight eighteen, and ponder this just for a second. You know no, I'm, I'm at six eighteen. I'm sorry, six eighteen. Six eighteen. Six eighteen. What does that say? Being
0: then made free from sin. You become the servants of righteousness. What? You mean you can serve righteousness rather than sin?
4: Yeah. (laughs) So either the Bible is a liar, or we have been set free from sin. For I
0: speak I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. There's that carnal nature, right? For as you have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity even so now you'll yield your members servants to righteousness bob dylan you got to serve somebody right so you can serve sin or you can serve righteousness right and tim before we get born again and filled with the spirit of god we're incapable of doing that Ye, for when you were the servants of sin, next verse, that's me. Anybody else out there at one point was the servant of sin? Anybody want to confess that today? That was me. That was me. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Boom. I got to serve somebody.
4: You know, I'll say this again. I feel like I've elbowed in too much, Tim. Go ahead. No, no. Keep it up, man. That's why I love this. I love this topic and this show. So here's sin, right? The temptation is right here. You just talked about it. Until you yield your members to grab onto that sin, right? It's just temptation. So you don't sin until you physically take your members, your members, your members, your members, and do something with those members. Wow. So why not just walk in the Spirit all day long, every week, every month, and allow He, the Holy Spirit, capital H, guide us? But but now being made
0: free from sin, 22, and become servants to God, scroll down, Spence, please. Ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting Life for the wages of sin is death. Hey Tim, I left that behind me, man. And now I got the gift of God, which is eternal life,
4: through Christ Jesus our Lord. Dudes, it's so clear. It's yeah, so clear. it's powerful. You you want to see you want to see something that's gonna rock your boat? Yeah go, go to watch this. No, so now we've been set free from sin, right? Now look at Romans chapter seven, verse
0: one. <clears throat> know ye not, brothers, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he lives. Keep on going. For the woman, which hath the husband, is bound by the law to her husband, so as long as she lives. But if the husband's dead, well, that law doesn't apply to her anymore. So then, if while her husband's alive, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband's dead, she's free from that law. So she's not an adulteress. though she be married to another man?
4: Keep on going.
0: Wherefore then, brothers, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. You divorced that old man? No, no, that old man died. You're not married to that sinful man again, are you, Tim? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, that you should be married to one another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. So when that when my old man died, I'm not married to that sin lady anymore.
4: Right, and also to the law. There's no law anymore to convict you of wrong. <clears throat> when Moses brought the law in, it magnified sin. So if there's no law anymore to magnify the sin, there's no more super guilt. That's what I call it. right? When the law is there to pick you, pick you apart, there's nothing to judge you by. Now, if you want to be judged, you can go to, again, Galatians 5, find out what those sins are. but we have now been released from the law. Number six, and,
0: but now we are delivered from the law. Yeah. That being dead, scroll down, please. That being dead wherein we were held that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter of the law. Well, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. No, I didn't say that. I didn't know sin but by the law. For I had not known lust except by the law as well. Or you shall not covet. I didn't know that either. Because there was a law that told me that.
4: Yeah. Okay?
0: Keep on going. Keep Watch this. Sin taking occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. Which means. Basically, unruliness. For without the law, sin was dead. Why? For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died.
4: And the commandment Now, now notice what the law law did. What's that? They keep on going. The the, law came, the commandment came, and sin revived. The, The law magnified his sin. And, you the, one. and
0: the commandment, which is ordained to life, I found to be unto death. The law, the spirit of the law gives life, right? The letter of the law brings death. Isn't that in there? I think it's in there somewhere. Yep. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and sin by the commandment slew me. Wherefore the law is holy. And the commandment holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made unto death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that's
4: what I do. Okay, now hold on. Now watch this. Paul is talking about following the law. Now, chapter 6, we've been set free from sin, right? So we've been set free from sin. We have this power to live a holy life. The Holy Spirit is power. The deutimous power lives in us. And we get to walk in this newness of life. In this joy. Peace and past is understanding. When we go back to the law. When we go back to the law. This is what happens to us. Watch. Keep on going. Yeah.
0: Where was I? Let's see. 16. Okay, 16. If then I do that which I would not. I consent unto the law that is good. Now then it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me for I know that in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing for the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I don't know I don't know how to find that for the good that I would do I don't do, but the evil which I don't want to do that's what I do now I do that. I would not. There's no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. And I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present within me. (laughs) Wow. Uh, (laughs) For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing into captivity the law of sin which is in my members Oh, wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from
4: this body of death continue see, see the member the members again there it is there's a war going in our members and if we don't yield our members to sin, because there's a war going on, that temptation is always going on. It's never going to cease until you're dead. But if you learn how to say, wait a second, I died in Christ, rose up, newness in life. The old man that hated God is dead. And now I am a energized, right? New, Brand new creature. Brand new creature. Yep, exactly. So when we try to follow the law, look what happens in verse
0: 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ your Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. Wow, Tim. But with the flesh, the law of sin. That, that, that's it, isn't it? You yeah. take captive every thought and you serve the law of God.
4: Yep, yep. If
0: you don't do that, you serve wow, <laughs> you serve the law of the law of flesh, serve sin.
4: Yeah. So here, here's the problem with a the person. They're set free in Christ Jesus. They go back and they try to find a law, something that will dictate a way to live apart from the Holy Spirit. So, what happens is they become wretched. The things I do not do, I wish I did. The things I did, I do not want to do. Oh, wretched man, who's going to deliver me from this body of sin? Well, verse 25. Right? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Right? So now it's clear that the law is going to magnify sin. And if we try to live our life by the law, you're going to become wretched. You're going to be a person tossed to and fro. Because you're never going to come to a knowledge of what law you broke. Go back and read Deuteronomy. There are so many laws in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. I I used to read to my wife. It says when a woman went through her cycle, she used to leave and go out of the camp for a period of time while she had her cycle for 30 days. And my wife would tell me, "Oh, honey, please go back to the law, so I can be gone for so many days of rest." (laughs) You know, she she loved it. I said, "Well, honey, it doesn't work that way anymore. You can't take off."
0: Tim, in in a nutshell, when we have been born again and we have received Christ as our Savior, we now have the ability. To operate off of our spirit man, the Holy Spirit directing our spirit man, not being controlled by our carnal nature. Exactly. Wretched man. Paul says, Dad, God, I wish I could kill the flesh. He said, I can't. It's there all the time. And folks, if you're trying to live by the letter of the law, you will never stack up. That's why we walk in grace grace of our Lord Jesus Christ gives us liberty and freedom. We are set free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Meaning what? You're not attached to that old carnal nature and those old carnal laws, that man laid down. Am
4: I I close, Tim? Yeah, you're, coach, look at, exactly. So now we've been set free, not only from the flesh and delivered, we're set free from the law, right? You gotta see this in, in, as Paul laid it out, you can't you can't divide it up. It's one concept. Now, since you understand being set free here, being set free from the law, look what happened in chapter eight one. Look at Paul said. Chapter eight one. This, Romans eight one.
0: Hey Tim, hang on a minute though, because folks, here's our problem. The Bible says that the natural man cannot receive this. (laughs) They can't understand this. If you're not born again, you cannot receive the things of the Spirit. You are powerless against your carnal nature. Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation. Condemnation is the judge bringing down the gavel in the sentence. Boom, guilty. There is now, therefore, no guiltiness to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from that law of sin. Wow. For what the law couldn't do, and that it was weak through the flesh. In other words, trying in your own nature to obey the law, you cannot do that. It's weak. God sending his own son in likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, wow, they mind the things of the spirit.
4: So if you're walking in the spirit, right, you're fulfilling the law. Wow. So. That means every single day, if I'm set free, if I'm set free, I'm not even to my members. Every day I am walking in harmony with God and the law is being fulfilled. Right?
0: So, Tim, Tim, that's why I said to, to, uh, to show a couple, three or four days ago, that much of what we're dealing with is nothing more than a spiritual discipline to stop doing things that we are doing out of habit, out of fleshly urges, out of fleshly desires, memories that we have that we keep going back and giving life to, stop it because you have the ability now, because of the Spirit of God, to get victory, not over carnal behaviors, eating too much, cussing. You got not only victory over that, but over your thought life as well through the power of God who says, stop it, take captive that thought. That is not you anymore. That isn't you. That person died. That person that was abused, that person that was taken care of, that person that lied and stealed, that person had abortions. That's a dead person. Quit dragging them back in here. Yes or no, Tim? Boom. What
4: do you mean? Yeah. Powerful. But I already dealt
0: with that. Why are you bringing that corpse back in here? I already dealt with that. That's dead. That's gone. Move fullness, move forward in the fullness of the spirit of life. In Christ
4: Jesus yeah yeah so we we read yesterday Romans 4 what did Abraham discover that's what Abraham discovered right this whole thing why did he take Isaac up to the mountain so when you realize that there is a death and a resurrection that took place that is in us but the average believer doesn't want to acknowledge what really happened to them Hey, let me tell you something, man. Uh, I am so powerful from what I used to be.
0: Oh my goodness!
4: You know what I mean, guys? Think about this. We all of us walked in the old manner of life, but now we are what set free. And if you really comprehend what happened to you in chapter six of Romans, and you follow that all the way through chapter eight, uh, you'll never go back to the old way of thinking. So and.
0: Hang on, hang
4: on. Second Corinthians
0: five. Pull that up there. Go ahead, Tim. Keep going. No, go ahead. Second Corinthians five. Pull down. Go down to about verse fifteen. Let's see what happens in verse fifteen. Stay right there. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they might, that they which live, wow, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh; yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Next verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a dead man. Quit dragging that corpse with you with what happened to you in the past. Stop it. That man's
4: dead. Quit digging up bones. So here's a perfect illustration. About 20 years ago, Neil Anderson did this teaching, he wrote a book on it, It became a top-selling book about how to break family curses and sexual curses, and I was reading through this as a pastor back then, and he had a chart, you follow through, you break these curses, well, I had a lady came in, and she wanted to break the sexual curses, so she sat down, and she wrote down, oh, I don't know, five, six different guys' relationships she had sex with. So we got through about five or six of these, and she's breaking the sexual curse, right, of these six, seven guys she had. And all of a sudden, she started crying, just bawling her eyeballs out. And I said, what's going on? She said, There's three or four guys, I can't remember their name, and I'm going to be sexually tied to them for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I went, wait a second, this teaching, this teaching is completely wrong, because we have been set free. Behold, all things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. All of the curses were broken when you got born again. Amen. You Lord, don't have forgive, to break me, Lord. Family curses.
0: forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, of anybody that, any. forgive me of it, Lord. I can't remember their names, but please, Lord, put it under the blood. That's sufficient, right, Tim? Yeah, yeah. got off each one. Remember when you anybody out there used to have to go to confession when you were a kid in the Catholic church? I used to have to go and I had to take a list in with me. I had to list all the sins that I'd done there, right? that's le- that's legalism you can't do that folks you can't do that it's yeah, all in
4: the blood confess, for lord
0: me. anything I've done to you today that is against you against your will against your whatever Lord forgive me of that Lord I don't want to be like I think that's confession I don't think it needs to go any more than now look if the Lord brings others to you then okay then specifically repent of that. But otherwise, I believe in broad repentance. I believe it's all under the blood. Okay, let's open it up. Let's get men in it, Tim. You and I dominated quite a bit here. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Nobody wants to. Go ahead, Myra.
1: Coach, thank you so much. Um, so I have. Um, oh my God. <laughs> uh, John, three, four, through six. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither know him. Hallelujah.
0: That would get deep, man. We could get, we could do a deep dive into that one for sure.
1: Go ahead, Dave Allison.
3: Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Thanks, Tim, for your teaching. Um, you know, I, I was thinking as we were talking yesterday and today, you know, we talked about the um, uh, is is it lust? You know, if we look at something, and I thought about the song Roy Overson had, "Pretty Woman." If to Tim's point, if we were walking and if we've got our members active, the song would have went "Pretty Woman" and stopped right there. But, if, but it goes on. Hey, give me a smile. Then it goes on and on and on. Hey, yeah. won't you be with me? And I think it's a perfect example of how that look turns into lust. So if you go, so there's a great wow. example.
0: Well, that's good. That's really good, Dave. Right? Yeah. Great. Great. Right.
2: Hey, Dave. Yes, Chuck. The, the let's convert this to modern terms, uh, in, in computer terms. Right. It, like less than a minute. Uh, Edwin Abbott Abbott wrote a book in the, 18th, in the 19th century, in the 1880s, called Flatland, where he took all the Victorian morals and mores and and all the details of, of English royal life and and stuff and and converted it from a three-dimensional uh, existence to just two-dimensional, where they were re- restricted to the flat plane of the paper and they did not understand up and down, just right and left. That's all they got. They had they had right and left. And, that, and nothing else uh, on the flat plane. When a sphere out in sphere world came pass through the paper, all they could do is describe it as concentric circles as it passed through the paper. They were unable to go up the Z axis. X and Y are two dimensions. The third dimension is the Z axis up to heaven. And they could not understand anything. And so let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. If you don't have that mind in you, what's a mind? A mind is a computer program and you can, you're born with that uh, old clunky IBM windows 98 machine that can't do everything, but you get a new mind. When Jesus gives you a new heart, he doesn't clean up your old heart. It's scheduled for execution. And when you die, it goes back to God. that gave it. But when the reason Jesus had to resurrect from the dead is we had to have a new body, a new mind, a new person. And we're a new new person in Christ Jesus so that new mind is a different operating system. Now they both can operate simultaneously, but not in compatibility. So you have to shut down the old operating system and use the new one. So let's let's assume the new one is an Apple and the old one is a IBM. Both are corrupt, but we'll just use that. I like Apple because of the garden. So uh, when when you put, turn on the new machine, you can now constant you can now contemplate the concept of Free will versus predestination being universally true and yet con- conflicting with one another. You can contemplate that there's grace and law, and they both work together. But you can't understand any of the things we're talking about this morning in your old mind, your old body, and your old mind and your old way of life. Can't do it. So you have to, you have to put that one to sleep. It's Paul says, "Who shall deliver me from the body of this death?" And well, it, it, it's, it's grace and Jesus that does. That, but you have to shut the old machine down. That's the process of repentance. Then you start up the new machine by thanking God for the new life that he gave you. And that's why we talk about a new life in Christ. Amen. So, so the whole thing is, is, is based on, on we're operating in an old system. So if you find yourself unable to comply with the law, so what? Your old man couldn't. You, you, the, the machine won't do that calculation. Wow. But the mind will. That's all that there is to that, and so, so the, every- holy
0: Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a software download, then, right, Chuck?
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's holy software, it's, it's eternal software, and you can try it out in your old machine, this one, <laughs> but it's designed for the new body that you get when you resurrect from the dead. But you're allowed to do to to, to try it right now, but you can't try it simultaneously with the old system operating. You have to oh. shut it.
4: That-
2: <laughs> Hey, you know, let me
4: tell you something. You brought up, you know, Calvinists, once saved, always saved, whatever, right? Let me tell you something. Man-made doctrines are wrong. So, no, if wait. you
2: read this? Are you Stop. saved? Yes. Stop. No, the law. No, no, you're wrong. You, it is once saved, always saved, and you can also lose your salvation at the same time because that's the machine that we don't have. We can't understand that concept.
4: No, that's what I was going to say. Exactly, they're both right. And they're both wrong. So my, right. my point is, if you go by a man's doctrine, and not by the word of God, we get confused. So yeah. it's very simple of what happened to us. And oh, if we
2: would just preach the word. It's, it's not man's doctrine. It's divine. But we, God doesn't care which you pick, predestination or free will. He doesn't care because they're both true. He wants to know why you picked predestination over free will or why you picked free will over predestination, because the word of God is sharper than any two edged sword able to discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. The whole purpose of the Bible and the law is to show you, to reveal to you (coughs) your inability to even comprehend it, let alone uh, comply with it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a major. So, you can have the people who are are you wouldn't say always say well you can't do you can't say that yes you can in Christ that's true but not in Christ it's not true it's only true in the new system it's only uh, true in heaven computer
0: i love this show i love this show Roger gates come on in
2: yeah coach you know i, I remember when i was born again this uh, i read a book one time and it helped me a lot in the in the book he he talked about us being crucified with Christ and everything and and he talked about this guy that was an alcoholic and went went to the bars and he was born again and somebody came along and asked him to go to the bar and he says I can't I don't have any legs. He says what do you mean you got two legs there he says well they're not my legs anymore they're his you know. <laughs> and so it, this is what it this is what it's about we become a suit of clothes that Jesus wears. What wow. we what we do with our minds, our, our feet, where, where we go, what we do, what we say, it's all his.
4: You know, Amen. <laughs> uh, Clay. Yeah, one of those scriptures
5: that you read uh, talks about God's law magnifying sin. So think about this. If you're going down the highway in a car, how do you know you're speeding? You need a sign that says. 55, and then you need a speedometer gauge that lets you know whether or not you're going too fast or too slow. So think yeah. about this. We got the Bible as the law, God's speed speed limit sign, and then we got the Holy Spirit as the gauge to tell us whether or not we're breaking that law.
0: Amen. Well said, Clay. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah, oh, Yeah, and also, would you agree with this, Tim? That the Holy Spirit, mm, the Holy Spirit lets us know if man's law is a righteous one or not. Because the Bible says we're to obey God, not man, right? So was were we righteous to mask up and close our church? Was that a righteous act? I okay. say no? I say no? But here's no. a
4: problem. Like this song.
0: I can't drive 55
4: <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs> me either. Betty's fault. She gave me the fuzzbuster. Craig, come on in.
3: Coach, for me, this was a really big breakthrough because I always think, we're, you know, if the foundations be broken, what do the righteous do?" So I always think, "Okay, if something's the first, like you know, we're talking about natural family month, right? I mean, that's the first. That's really important. So then you go to the first commandment." And what did Jesus say? He said, Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And I brought this up yesterday. I said in Deuteronomy 6, it says, Here, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And I said, Well, why isn't your mind back in the Old Testament? But when you put all those together, okay, sometimes the the Bible uses analogies or idioms, right? Your, your heart is your spirit. Your soul is your flesh. Your mind is the conduit. It, it's, it, it, it enters in it. It reconciles your flesh and your spirit, man. Okay. It's it's spiritual and, and physical and, and your strength is your will. Okay. So when you, if you use those idioms in the scripture, I think you'll find that it's really interesting because they always seem to fit together. So I'm just going to read you just a couple quick verses here. Proverbs 20, 27. It says, the spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart, okay? So it's it's talking about our spirit, our hearts, are spirit, right? And then in Mark 7, okay, remember we're talking about this guy that got to, pig heart right he was here from hagerstown and some i had a great story about that but i'm not gonna get into it but jesus is being questioned about his disciples picking up the grain as they were walking right and he and he goes to this and it says in mark 7 here uh, around 18 says do not do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him because it doesn't enter into his heart, but his stomach, right? So here he's talking about, he's talking about the spirit again. And then the last scripture I just want to bring up here is Deuteronomy 10.6. I'm sorry, 10.16. It says, circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart. Okay. So, you know, when we got circumcised, we circumcised our soul, right? Because it's a it's an outward reflection of an inner changing. And so this is really good about what your spirit is. And we have been circumcised in the foreskins of our heart when we're born again. And we have, now we have the mind of Christ, the heart, the spirit of Christ. Right. And now we're bringing our members, our souls into union with that, even though we fail at times.
0: Amen.
4: Tim, wrap it up. You've been set free. <laughs> In Christ Jesus. We're set
0: free in Christ Jesus. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. How do you get set free? Repentance. Confession. Turning from your wicked ways. You're free. You're free. All you have to do is listen to the Holy Spirit. Obey your conscience. Know No, I'm not going to do that. And yes, I am going to do that. And give no topos, position of opportunity to the devil. Take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring it into the captivity through the obedience of Christ and walk in the fullness of Christ who has set you free. Man, see you Monday. And show 1900 Monday Memorial Day.
4: God bless you.